0: Alright, just going to get this started here. This is episode 2.4 of the Cast. That's season 2 of episode 4, I guess. Um, and going to be going over the top ranked teams from my initial preseason power ranks uh, post-draft, but still preseason. And it's going to be a relatively quick one, I hope. I say that every time, but um, you know, it's not going to be an ad this time around. I'm uh, just trying to push out some some content so that these rankings might actually mean something even though we're almost three weeks through uh, the start of the season and yeah this will be a nude cast if you will although I am clothed so as I say every time let's get right into it rank number six uh, my power rankings is Alex Sansone and let me just uh, double check that that's right. Um, this is going v- to be very impromptu. But yeah, Alex Anson, here we go. I think that Alex is approaching uh, Pat levels of isolation. Um, he pops into the group anytime, I guess, uh, someone mentions one of his players or. He, yeah, uh, I'll. Yep. And. Um, I don't know. I don't see him making any trades, you know, very protective of his picks, which I think is fine. Uh, But would love, obviously just love to see interaction between managers and I love to see trades go down. So when you take one team out of the pool, that makes me a bit sad. But regardless, let's take a look at his draft. So he took Posey at uh, 3.5 and, you know, he's off to a solid start. But I just in like the context of our league, Considering his limited at-bats, I don't see him having a big impact. Um, So in the third round, you could could have snagged, I think, like Castillo. I mean, you know, a mid-range pitcher um, or a younger player with with some upside. And so I think that's fine if he feels that he has a young core of keepers. um, But I don't see Posey being a keeper ever again and would have liked to see a spicier pick. Uh, Well... That being said, he followed that up with Xander Bogarts, who I don't remember the trade, but got from Jake, and that was very spicy. So Bogarts has been injured, but started the year off super hot, Uh, seems to have tweaked his swing a bit, maybe a launch angle increase, as we've seen across the league. Um, So there you go. That's that's a spicy uh, potential keeper to offset the posy. And, you know, that, those are two well-rounded picks that balance each other out. After that, Lorenzo Cain, you know you know what you're getting there. Pretty solid outfielder. Um, let's see who else. Uh, you know, he, he has his solid pitching core of Nola, Koikel, and Granke. And that's why I think that he comes in at number six. He could have probably just done whatever he wants at the draft. But with, uh, well, he took David Price, I think, uh, yeah, at the end of the second round, which was really solid as well. That was someone that I was targeting. I probably would have taken him if he were there or in the third round over even a Castillo. But he went that early, which I think makes sense, especially being on the Red Sox. Um, So those four pitchers are going to, you know, push him through week to week. And as everyone knows, you need that solid pitching core um, to you know, be reliable, get you a couple of wins, a couple of quality saves per week, or your record is just going to be super spiky um, because you don't have that consistency. Some of the later picks, I think, could have done better. Um, Duvall, I just don't think he brings anything to the table. Right now he's batting like 175 and replacement level i would just like to go with more of a flyer more of a higher ceiling younger, younger guy with those late picks he did pick up michael very late which is uh pretty much what i'm talking about i'd rather see a pick like that um but then he took nick williams just before franco and i am of the opinion that nick williams always well, already been dropped so i guess I don't really need to say it, but I don't think that he'll ever be valuable due to his approach at the plate. Um, And then, you know, since these are preseason you know, drafts, draft uh, performances that I'm looking at, I'm going to take a look at the current roster, see how things are playing out. So Rendon just coming back from injury. Um, Cozart has been doing pretty well. Uh, Well, it's 52 points, but I think that might just be a product of being in that Angels lineup. Because uh, actually he has just under 300 on base. Um, you want to see him take a walk and just get on base to get knocked in by that by that squad. So Kozart's doing well, but could do better. Jay Bruce sucks. Um, Stanton has been underwhelming. Uh, pretty absurd number of strikeouts almost. Ugh, my, my mental math is going to be shitty, but 40% of the time he's striking out. Um, that's bad. You need to drop that. Otherwise, you know, that's, that's just like an unsustainable rate of, of strikeouts in our league, unless you have a high walk rate to go along with it. And his is okay, but not great. Maybe 12 to 15%. Um, so that is to say that I think Alex is well placed in the number six spot. He picked up Hanram, ram, which was an awesome pickup. I was looking at him, didn't have room. And of course I'm looking for young, younger players, but like Hanram in the DH spot, he's mashing. And he predicted a 30-30 season for himself prior to the season. Um, so it seems like he's locked in in that hot, hot Bo Sox lineup. Uh, you could consider them a Thai pepper, if you will, uh, given our new pepper rating system for trades, which I love. Although everyone thinks their trade is a ghost pepper, including me, so let's let's move past Alex. I think he will be a team to watch throughout the season, and is well placed coming in at number six. Just because there are some question marks due to injury, uh, due to older guys who will see if they can continue this production or not. And taking a step back today, I am drinking a venti cold brew from Starbucks. So. Um, yeah, I guess if my voice is a little shaky, it's because I have caffeine surging through my brain all of a sudden. And what did I go with here? I went with almond milk. That's my new go-to. Don't really know why. Uh, I guess it' a little less sweet than, uh, like milk. And two pumps classic syrup to offset that and just make it more unhealthy. So pretty much moot let's move on who is up next the big old friend who's been making moves since the the preseason Um, so you know love to see him trade we can we can talk about some of those because very high potential impact and his roster is probably radically different from preseason but first let's talk about his draft Rizzo at nine uh love it i I can't fault him there. Of course, Rizzo's been hurt, but what are you going to do? You can't expect that. Um, He's got, just want to call out Matt Chapman, who has been stellar starting the season. And I hope Fran hangs on to him. Fran, please, uh, if you're listening to this. Uh, Oakland, the third baseman, who's been absolutely mashing and has shown very much improved plate discipline. Um, And I believe he mashed at the end of last year, too, so... This is a guy rising up the ranks quickly, in my opinion, for a surprisingly shallow third base. And I think he's going to be a guy to watch. So he's got a two to three walk to strikeout ratio. He's batting uh, three, almost 300, which I don't see being sustained, but because um, I suspect that he's a fly ball hitter. Um, and I would suspect that his um, babip is a bit heightened right now. But I, I would. I'm just purely talking out my ass, I guess. But I would expect that to drop around 260. The slug can come down to around um, 520. So this guy is going to be a power hitter, no speed. But uh, with with a solid approach of the plate, I could see him being uh, a borderline keeper by end of the year. Um, so that, that was a great pickup, my friend. I, it looks like that he just picked him up off the waiver, which is even nicer and let's see who else he took he took Upton pretty early and I think that's okay and of course I already traded him away for Joe Mart and Adam Eaton um, yeah I think Upton's just like a solid contributor you know he's very streaky and actually has pretty high strikeout rate which he kind of offsets with a decent walk rate but it, it sits around 30 percent I think And I just don't want to get my numbers wrong, so I'll pull that up. But, of course, in that Angels lineup, that's the place you you want to be hitting. And if he continues his production from from last year, which he hasn't so much yet. uh, He's lost a bit of power, um, but he's dropped his strikeout rate 6%, which is awesome. So he's going to be an outfielder, too, pretty consistently for you. Uh, throughout the whole year so that was a good pickup although a bit early for my tastes if my uh little like uh excel sheet here is right and he was the first pick in the third round I I'd actually I'm just going to double check that because that doesn't sound right to me Uh he was actually the the 12th pick of the third round so Yeah, I think that's a good place to take him. And I I do think he's a little underrated. Um, But yeah. um, Fran got Joe Mart back for him. And he's starting and he's mashing. Starting St. Louis for a space, which is arguably a stronger lineup than the Angels right now. Even though uh, Shohei has been raking. And of course, the boy Trout. So... Seems like he's got equal or better value, uh, even if you throw Eaton in the garbage, uh, where he will typically sit, since he seems to be always injured. Um, and, sorry, I just blew out my, my window here. Let's see, Fran's other picks. So yeah, Darvish, I don't know, he's not doing anything yet. Uh, 18 points on the season, 6 ERA, but it's very early. And he's on the Cubs. Like Darvish is going to turn it around. I'm not worried about him at all. And if Darvish is sitting out there um, at that pick, 2.3, you, you have to take him. You you need a core of pitchers in this league. Um, so pairing Sale with a Darvish, I think that type of rotation is going to take you far. And it seems like Fran's approach was... You know, grab those those two core pitchers and start to load up on some hitters, which totally makes sense to me. I'd probably take the same approach. And yeah, let's see who else. He did take Luke Weaver pretty early, who he traded away for Kingery just recently, and I think that's a pretty even trade. Weaver actually just got blown up, um, although he has been looking pretty spicy because he just introduced a tight curveball into his arsenal. Um, and he was a two pitch pitcher prior to that, which isn't what you want to see out of a, like two pitch pitchers generally aren't going to be ace potential because the third time through the lineup, it seems like, you know, they, they, they can't throw a breaking pitch for a strike, catch people off guard. Um, I think that's the reasoning for it. It's just that you're not, you're not introducing a lot of deception or, um, you're not, you're not, you are you do not have the ability to mix your pitches up enough to actually fool batters or, uh, you know, catch early strikes. So he introduced a, a sharper curve ball that has shown a lot of success, even at the expense of his changeup this season. And, uh, it's been paying dividends and you can read articles about that on Pitcher List. He's a guy that everyone's watching. Um, so, I, I do expect him to bounce back from his game yesterday where he got absolutely blown up. Uh, so, that is to say, I think Luke Weaver is good, but Fran also got a hefty return in Scott Kingery, who's been already performing reasonably well, given that he is just seeing major league pitching for the first time. And he's got a ridiculous amount of eligibility. Uh, second base third base outfield and shortstop already so they're playing him everywhere and you know that it's great to have that flexibility moving around your lineup Um, I think that he could improve his approach at the plate and take a few more walks but I think that will come as he matures and gains more experience Uh, I think that just with Fran being a homer Kingery will be that fringe keeper either Kingery Matt Chapman or Jomart I think that Fran is going to have a tough decision by the end of the season if he doesn't he doesn't uh swap players anymore but we all know that's going to happen and that's awesome so I'm not going to analyze the draft anymore let's just look at his team as a whole so yeah really good pitching rotation um Samarja looks like he's coming back off the DL who uh pitchers park Supposedly improved lineup at San Francisco, and Shark goes deep in games, and uh, clevenger who has been turning it on in the Cleveland lineup, uh, even just his top five pitchers right here after he traded for Luis Castillo look really solid, and he's got the that the hitters did balance that out. So I think that this number five ranking is plenty justified. So good luck to Fran. Moving on from him, let's see who I got next. That is Sean, who has started off the year on fire. Um, So I hope to revise these rankings maybe a quarter through the season, Um, but it seems like Sean's team is unstoppable. Most points scored, uh, and that's probably with the help of Shohei. Uh, Jose Barrios has gotten off to an absolutely fire start, and look at this, he's got 29 strikeouts, this is Berrios, to one walk, that's absolutely unbelievable, uh, I did have him at one point, I fostered him through the minors, so I'm happy to see him do well uh, on my cousin's team, and you know, Tyone got blown up, uh, Luke Weaver, we just talked about him, so he's got you know th- these young pitchers who have a pretty high ceiling, I uh, all potential top 20 pitchers. In addition to Otani who's been lights out besides I guess his last game where he got slapped around by Mookie Betts and oh Gar- Garrett Cole and Kershaw. I mean that like yeah, that's a crazy rotation. I would argue that it's the strongest in the league right now. And then he's got uh you know the hitters to balance that out. Judge who is just I don't understand it batting for 340 um, and has already Im- improved his discipline at the plate but still has five homers hitting in the yankees lineup once stanton gets going he'll have some protection like he has george springer as probably his biggest underperformer um, but he's still putting up 60 points somehow and maybe the only knock on this entire team is starting Jorge Alfaro who is just horrible and probably gonna has more of a chance no slightly less of a chance of hurting you from week to week because he strikes out so much like the the kid just can't take a walk um, even though he we know he has some power tucked away but you can't display it if you can't make contact so I would recommend throwing Alfaro in the dumpster And honestly, I guess you can't leave the slot open, but just find someone else. Or trade for an Evan Evan Gattis. Uh, Other guys who are doing well. Trey Turner, it's crazy that Trey Turner has 57 points because he is batting 236, slugging 319, but he's got eight stolen bases already. And he has a very good approach, so he does get on base, even if he's not hitting um and i'm sure they're running him out i think now in in the second slot so he's got harper right behind him to slap him in harper is ridiculous and it seems like i was wrong on that prediction that um i guess that he shouldn't have gone third yeah i can admit when i'm wrong and i was wrong so let's take a quick look at sean's draft goldschmidt at seven makes sense and he's already showing why um hap took hap really early i it doesn't seem like that was the right choice uh given how often he's striking out he's also not hitting the ball you know he had that lead off homer um to start off the season which got everyone excited but then it seems like he's kind of fizzled out since then and with the trade of kingery to fran Um, Sean seems to be expecting a bounce back from Hap. uh, But I would like to see him trade for a little bit of insurance there. Just because I'm not sure. I mean, Hap's not displaying this talked about potential that everyone expects him to show. Um, So, you know, you need to have a backup plan at second base if you want to make a run. So, yeah, I don't think Hap's going to cut it, but we'll see how it plays out. Um, So Springer at 11, Kershaw. uh, Yeah, okay. Sean's team is stacked. Probably deserves a higher power ranking than this. But regardless, all these top teams are super close given. And these ranks are just some blended projections that spit out some expected point totals for the year. So this is basically ranked on how these projections expected these teams to finish given points for at the end of the year and everyone's super close within 300 points so honestly this is just more me talking about each team and how i think uh they drafted etc next up number three that's alec lafontant um you know just just at face value the keepers that he brought into the draft and the number of draft picks that he had you would expect him to uh kind of be number one no questions asked unanimous but I've got him sitting here at number three, and maybe that's due to the loss of Bumgarner. Um, Projections aren't a fan of Marcus Stroman, who he kept, um, and don't expect a full season of innings out of Noah Syndergaard and Jacob deGrom. So, yeah, I guess that's the reasoning for him being at number three, but his team is ridiculously strong on paper, and in practice. So uh, yeah. You know, Trout, Altuve, one and two. Can't fault him for that. Totally makes sense. Let's see who else. Let's try let's try to pick out a bad pick instead of just pumping his his dick up every single time we talk about him. So let's see. Corey Dickerson, pretty good late pick. Fuck. Uh brent gardner i yeah i guess my rank my uh draft results are messed up but because it says he wants he went super early but i know that's not true uh, brent uh brent gardner sucks Femme is going to beat him by roughly 100 points by end of the year the only reason that he is successful is because he's in the the yankees lineup so good for him. I'm glad he's getting paid, but he doesn't deserve to be in the same conversation as my boy Fam, uh, Fam and expect to see him slide to Alec's bench fairly soon, although Alec's outfield is surprisingly questionable, and not deep, so uh, I guess Alec might be stuck with him. Who else? Took Miggy late. All right, we're looking for bad picks. Uh... Grandal? How's he doing? Oh, he's mashing. Shit. Okay. Uh, Dansby? Well, Dansby's doing well, but Alec hasn't started him, so um I guess that's a knock on him, right? Or he's been dropped. I don't see him on Alec's team here, so there we go. Alec, what are you doing with Dansby, dude? Kevin Kiermaier. Okay, that was a bad pick. Number one, I think uh everyone looks at the advanced metrics for Kevin Kiermeyer and expects him to break out and be trout-like every year. That doesn't happen. Um, so maybe that's one area where advanced stats fall short, and you just say, this guy can't stay healthy. And he also is on the Rays with what I would expect to be one of the weakest lineups in the league. So bet on you, Alec. I can't believe that you picked this guy. The rest of your picks seem very solid. So let's just take a look at Alex's overall team. Yeah, his outfield. Am I looking at the right team? Yep, I am. His outfield is not as great as I would expect. Oh, he's, he has four outfielders. That's why I'm so confused. Okay, so he picked up Brinson. I guess he's hoping just to sit on him, which makes sense. Um, Corey Dickerson has. He he's always like middle of the road outfielder who seems to hit for a high average but can take a walk. So um, I would honestly say that, yeah, I guess he's like an outfield three in my mind. Uh, Gardner who gets on base, gets hit in, isn't great besides that. Um, But regardless, outfield is probably the the only place where Alec needs to shore up his lineup because the rest of his team is stacked. Uh, Looking at the rotation, Starting Mike Mike Fultonuits, and I have no idea how you say that. It's such a fucked up name. They should just abbreviate it to Mike Fulty. That's way more fun. So starting him over Stroman, who started pretty slow. Uh, Godly, Strasberg, Thor, Endegram. So really solid but Strasberg, Thor... DeGrom, I'm not going to jinx them, but have the injury history, uh, which makes you a little bit worried. How are they going to pan out throughout the an entire season? Obviously, if they're all healthy, they're probably going to win you the week. Um, but you're hoping that they get you to the playoffs, which will probably happen, and that they're actually healthy for the playoffs and not being um, shut down for rest. So... Those are the risks with that guy, those guys, especially in a points league. Um, To offset this, I guess Alec will have Bumgarner coming back by the all-star break. So he's a good balance, a yin to the Thor Yang of um more consistent playing time, lower strikeout rate. But Bumgarner is the kind of pitcher that you want to have in a points league let's move on coming up next number two getting to the tippy top of these ranks and let's see how we are on time so right around 27 minutes uh seems like i'm kind of going off on a tangent on some of these guys i hope it's interesting next up number two is jake which leaves the young matt devini uh founder of the chill cast co-founder but who has been ducking me these guys are separated by a single point, so they are 1A, 1B in my minds, but for the purpose of uh, these ranks, Jake is number two, Matt is number one, and I think there's good reason why. Um, Jake is always a pretty strong performer in fantasy. Uh, He does his research, even if it's a few days before. Uh, It seems he, he does his research very thoroughly, and he finds the balance between some reliable um pitchers who we see in obviously Kluber but he picked up Lester um in the late third round he kept Tanaka uh Julio not a good pick but balancing out these older more consistent pitchers with some youth in Sonny Gray who I think that's a really solid pick uh, he picked up Marte for great value and Marte's been showing his best approach at the plate um in his career thus far and I don't want to jinx that of course but we'll see if that sticks around uh, Brian Dozier who was showing um a newfound ability to spray the ball across the field rather than being that super heavy pull hitter that we've seen in the past and is paying dividends um so I, I know he started off super super spicy I think that he's toned it down a bit in the past week, but still he's hitting 281 uh, for home runs. And of course, I think the main reason that he's one of the top second basemen is that plate discipline, seven walks to 10 strikeouts. Uh, he's going to be a consistent contributor, even being tucked away in that Twins lineup, which sucks until Byron Buxton gets going. Um, what else is there to say? It took Josh Donaldson who is ailing, but I think that's okay. I think that Jake can afford to wait. And I don't think that this is Donaldson's year to fall off. I think when he's healthy, he's going to mash. He doesn't have the wear and tear on him because he started at the major league level fairly late in his life. I think, uh, you know, he, he really didn't start getting going until he's 27, 26. Uh, so, you know, I I don't think that Donson's going to fall off. And he was in my consideration to take, uh, but Vado just happened to be there. So let's talk about maybe some guys who Jake would expect to be performing a bit better. The main one here is Marcel Ozuna in the Cardinals lineup, um, striking out. At a at not an alarming rate, but it's alarming in comparison to his walks. He has two on the year and you absolutely need to get that rate up. So maybe he's just forcing the issue at the plate. I don't really know what's going on. I haven't looked deeply into him. All this is just to say that uh, something seems a little bit off for him, but of course it's only April. Um, interested to see how he performs the rest of the year. And with this plethora of solid young hitters and you know the, the these incoming pitchers on his team i don't expect ozuna to be a keeper at the end of the year um so that will be my bold prediction i know that he lit it up last year to the tune of 37 home runs and he put up 544 points which is crazy but so far he's on pace for just over 300 points uh, Jose Ramirez is another guy who Jake would hope gets going soon. But I think all of Cleveland um, is just hitting horribly for whatever reason. I think their team BABIP is under 200. Uh, and he's he's still showing the on-base ability that he's known for. So I'm actually not worried about him. Uh, he'll be a keeper for sure. And that pairing of Dozier, Ramirez... Um, uh, another guy, Segura, not sure if he'll be a keeper by the end of the year, but, you know, that, that's a, a solid hitters lineup across the board. Um, and then you got Carlos Santana hitting 141. I don't know about that one, Blant. Maybe look for someone else. And one thing that I was very excited to see, which I absolutely want to call out, is Jake pick up some very spicy minor leaguers in Hoist Lewis. Maybe it's Royce Lewis, but I think Hoist sounds way cooler. Uh, An upcoming shortstop for the Twins. He's got Hunter Green, who, similar to Otani, goes both ways. (laughs) So uh, both pitching and hitting, but it seems like whenever a player um, switches in that way, teams would prefer them to uh, be pitcher first. So we see that with Otani a bit. And I know Brendan McKay is another top prospect who uh, has this ability to both pitch and hit. But I think he's on the raise. Um, he he will be pitch first. And Hunter Green, I'm sure, is more of the same. And unfortunately, in our league, uh, that could even devalue them if they decide to both pitch and hit, since we can't get points for both. So we're seeing that a bit, a bit with Otani. Um, But Hunter Green has has the upside there. I think he tosses high 90s fastball, and he's just extremely athletic. And then Jake also picked up, or might have had, but pretty sure picked up, Mitch Keller, um, who's Pittsburgh's top prospect right now, I would say. Um, He's got better peripherals and control uh, than Glass now, who seems to have fizzled out. I think Mitch Keller will be up mid this year, uh, and that's someone to keep an eye on. To hopefully bolster Jake's rotation so that's maybe the thing that I'm most excited to see Um, I'm hoping that the chill cast lit a fire under his ass and got him to take a look at some top 100 prospect reports and pick a few guys out that have that potential so great job Jake that gets us to uh, the final top 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 of the crop team which is Matt Da um, and I think I think this ranking is apt let's let's see his draft. of course we have to touch on the second round so uh, Kenley Jansen went uh, before vado before Dozier before Donaldson and just after Donaldson I think uh, went D Gordon. Let's just objectively see how they're doing. So D Gordon is slapping almost 300, similar to Trey Turner. He's got the eight seals. Um, I guess that's what you are drafting him for, but he's just not as valuable in our league format as opposed to a roto league. So I think it was a reach, but so far it is playing out okay. And... I think maybe the most important thing is that D. Gordon hasn't fallen off as significantly as maybe I expected after getting popped for PEDs. So, where does he fall overall? Um, uh, he's just outside like the top 12 second basemen. So, yeah, it's early on, but um, it might have been a reach. And likewise, Kenley Jansen. Has been getting blown up. He's lost significant velocity, I think. I mean, I know he's he's primarily a, slide, a slider guy. I don't know what's going on with him, but it doesn't look good. Two blown saves compared to two saves and an 8.1 ERA. I think the Dodgers just haven't gotten going at all in general. I wouldn't be worried given his track record, but um, he's 30, so you don't expect his arm to just fall off but it seems like it has fallen off for the time being and he needs to find it. Um, <clears throat> balancing those picks out, he, took, he found Nelson Cruz way late, which is crazy because he's an outfielder too and has been every single year for the past 100 years. Uh, he drafted Corbin super late, uh, allegedly. Um, more than likely, he was gifted to him by one friend of any which makes sense given they're both part of the collusion tier. <clears throat> Chris Archer has not returned the value that you would hope. Um, playing for the Rays, you you can't underperform. You're not going to get the run support you need to, to eke out a win, uh, even if you're giving up like four, four runs per outing. So there's been plenty of articles on what's going on with Archer. I don't know if he's going to bounce back. It's someone to watch. Um, but yes, Corbin has helped out in the rotation in place of Archer. Justin Verlander is a freak. Talked about him a bit via text uh, on the Astros. He's, he's a top 10 guy to me. I don't see why not. And I'm ha- having deja vu. I feel like I said the same thing last year. Um, but I think it's been showing. He's He's got the control. He's got the run support. 1.35 ERA. Um, probably Matt's top pitcher and it's not close uh, he's got a ton of guys in the DL and yeah Matt could do with with a bit more of pitching depth looking at the rotation um, it's it's not what I would expect to see from the top team uh, Gio Gonzalez I hate him and Steven Matts, you know has the upside so does Jormont um, but they're not really showing it yet. So if I were Matt, I would trade maybe a pick for a solid middle of the rotation guy, just because you're going to need it from week to week, no doubt. Now taking a look at his hitters. I mean, this is really Matt's Matt's key to success here. So Cody Bellinger hitting pretty well so far. Um, Castellanos, I know, was a coveted guy in the draft and. Many a sigh was let out when he was drafted, although not by me. But he is showing improved approach at the plate. I know he's walking more, striking out less than last year. Um, so that's a guy that you you hope is blossoming and peaking, although it's not shown yet. Uh, Manny Machado is showing uh, much improved approach. He's mashing, uh, which is great. Considering I just traded him away. So Don't want to talk about him. Mookie Betts Freak, I don't even understand where he draws this power from because looking at him. He, he has like a small frame He's five nine, maybe 180 But he's he's almost at 100 points. He's been the top hitter right up there with Harper and I might take bets just based on his insane plate discipline. He He's walked more than he's struck out. Well, I guess Harper has too. So honestly, it's a toss up. I need to stop tossing any shade towards Harper because he's a freak and a generational talent. Um, but Mookie Betts making the case for the number one pick in the draft next year. Uh, and I'm actually very interested to see how that draft plays out given the young guys that are available. Machado also making his case for a top three pick next year, which in previous years he wouldn't be considered. Um, We can also expect Machado to possibly be traded by the deadline to hopefully a contender. So that could increase his value even further, because right now he's on the destitute Orioles. They're not fun to watch outside of him. Charlie Blackman, I don't need to say anything more about these guys. You know what they bring to the table. Um, he has slid back from the number one spot or, yeah, the, the one slot in the Rockies lineup. And we can expect to see even more power and ribbies out of him, even if it's at the cost of stolen bases. I think that Matt will be perfectly happy with that. And A.J. Pollock is now the guy bouncing back from injury who's shown that he's worth his draft price. Um, Matt could probably trade Pollock potentially for a solid pitcher. Um, I think that it had been leaked that he was trying to do that. But uh, I think if Matt wants to round out his team, that's the kind of trade that he should be looking for. Maybe even trade an Eddie Rosario to someone who still believes in him um, or a Marwin Gonzalez. And, you know, just try to round out your team a bit because the rotation is thin, but these hitters are going to carry him through from week to week. So that's how... (coughs) Our, our league is, well, it's not how our league is uh, rolling out so far, but that's my preseason rankings. We can actually look at what's happening in the league. Uh, num- uh, slots number seven and eight, Dwayne and JJ are right up top there um, and showing it's no fluke with the number three and two points four. So they're 4 0. Maybe my power, rank, I, I mean, Definitely my power rankings are complete garbage. Um, It's just more of a baseline to get talking about each person's team and how I think they did in the draft. Um, So, yeah, congrats to them for already proving me wrong. Sean's team has, like I said, been on fire. Um, I guess the only only real good prediction I've had is Matt's team, who is just 50, 50 points behind these guys. Uh, even though he's two and two, I think that's just been a bit of bad luck. Um, so yeah, the DJ and JJ blowing my rankings out of the water and Alex, who I ranked at what six has been absolutely bottom of the barrel so far. It's been silent in the chat. I haven't received any trade offers from him, so I, maybe I can get him on and see what he's thinking, but he also has gotten some poor luck. Um, playing some of the stronger teams to start out the season, so you would expect that to balance out. Another guy, Fran, is right down there. Um, and I guess I need to address the the uh, trade that just went down. So that was Ben Tendi and Luis Castillo for Hoskins. Obviously, I love Hoskins. I just traded for him. Um, but, of course, he doesn't even have a full season under his belt, whereas Ben Attendee is showing or has shown the ability to be a high outfield two with obviously the ability for more. I think at his peak, he's got like a 70, 75 hit tool. I could see him hitting 310 in the Bo Sox lineup. Um, <clears throat> and if he increases his launch angle slash fly ball rate, I guess those go hand in hand even a little bit and starts putting up tw- the 25 to 30 homers that people are expecting, he'll easily return Uh, that value that we're seeing from Hoskins and of course Hoskins could fall off and so along with that came Luis Castillo who had a great outing last time out he's a a great young pitcher who I could see um, being in the running for Fran's fifth keeper slot Um, so I think I think it was a balanced trade um, but of course I'm biased and Fran didn't like it after the fact although I think Fran has remorse after every single one of his trades so Um, I think it was a good trade for him and made a lot of sense given that he expects his team to positively regress from where they're at now. And he more than has a chance to go for it this year. So that's going to wrap it up. I didn't receive any questions. If you want to send questions for the next pod, uh, that is chillcast.pod at gmail.com. Please ask me about anything and yeah, no music this time around i um, just pushing this out before I go to work, but I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for joining me here. And next time, hope to get a guest or two on the podcast to help me out and get some other opinions outside of my heavily biased, play discipline focused um, kind of perspective. So thanks a lot. See you next time.